it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Turn is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And the Jets acquired James Robinson, the running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's not Brees Hall, but he's probably the closest thing that they can get at this point. And so we bring back our old friend to talk about Mr. Robinson. Covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for Generation Jag. Also does the Believe in Jaguars podcast. Jordan DeLugo. Jordan, thanks so much for coming back on and talking about James Robinson with me, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Had to jump at the chance to talk some (laughs) J-Rob. Probably won't have too many opportunities to do so on my shows from here on out. Um, But we will Thursday Night Football. That's true. The James Robinson revenge game already. The wheels are in motion for that. So looking forward to seeing how he does against his old team. But I wanted to start at the very beginning, which is always a good place to start. James Robinson comes in to the Jacksonville Jaguars as an undrafted free agent from Illinois State in the 2020 season. He put up a ton of monster numbers in college, but he was a small school guy, so he went a little bit unnoticed. Tell me a little bit about what you remember from James Robinson first showing up with the Jacksonville Jaguars, making the team and everything. Yeah, so he shows up and um, obviously... Not a lot of people knew a ton about him. You did have his his uh, pro day numbers to look at, which showed some of his uh, 
short area explosiveness with his vertical and things like that. And obviously had a monster career. You like his size at 5'10", 220. He just didn't have the speed to really catch a lot of eyes. And obviously playing at Illinois State, you're going to have less eyes on you than playing in the SEC or wherever else in, in the Power Five. So, uh, yeah, he didn't have a ton of attention. But as soon as he got into Jacksonville, uh, he quickly made an impression on the coaching staff, which was led by Doug Marone at the time. And he um, he was a guy that I think initially his vision and his pass protection and just his consistency throughout that offseason, throughout you know OTAs, training camp, all that stuff, really caught the Jaguars' eye. And then the, so much to the point that they decided to move on from Leonard Fournette um, prior to the season and make James Robinson the starter. So – very interesting first offseason or or uh, training camp for James Robinson. No question about it. He sure did make an impression on that coaching staff, Jordan, because he became only the fourth undrafted free agent running back since 1970 to start a game at running back on opening day of the NFL season. And he set the record for most rushing yards for an undrafted rookie in week one one offensive rookie of the month for the month of September. So right away, he was off to a great start. I remember this well, Jordan. If you're a fantasy football owner, you were immediately looking at James Robinson. He was getting taken off the waiver wire in a ton of different leagues. Yeah, I was able to nab him uh, pretty late in our draft, You know, obviously knowing that he was on track to be the starter. I was able to nab him, and that was huge for me. So yes, absolutely. Thank you, James Robinson, for your 2020 production. <laughs> Um, yeah, he had a great rookie year. Really, he's been great since he's been in Jacksonville, right? Um, there's there's nothing you can point to or look at that says James Robinson's not a quality starting running back in the NFL. Um, he, he battled back from the Achilles, which was obviously a major concern. Suffered that Achilles injury late in December of 2021. Made it back for the start of the regular season. And he was on a tear when he was getting carries earlier this year. And the Jaguars, though, they decided to kind of slowly transition to Travis Etienne, um, who is clearly a more explosive and dynamic back in the open field, a guy who's been shredding the NFL over the last month or so. So you get what the Jaguars are doing in terms of making Travis Etienne their guy. Doug Peterson wants speed. He wants playmaking. He wants the home run. Travis Etienne can provide that. But James Robinson, he does everything at a very high level, in my opinion. Um, he's a good runner, good vision, contact balance. Um, he's going to get you four and a half to five yards of carry for the most part. Uh, and he's good in pass protection. His hands are solid as well. So I think he's a he's a really quality back in the NFL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I want to come back to why the Jaguars decided to move on. You touched on it a little bit and the transition that's happening there in Jacksonville. But first, I want to talk about how good James Robinson was his rookie season. You're talking about a guy who came in as an undrafted free agent from a small school and was sixth in the NFL in rushing attempts as a rookie. He had 1,070 yards, which placed him at sixth in the NFL as well. Again, as an undrafted free agent rookie out of a small school, seven touchdowns. If you were in Jacksonville at the time, Jordan, I would imagine that you were very bullish on his future. You may not have known much about where the Jaguars were headed in general, but you had to feel very good about the running back position. Yeah, you thought he was going to be RB1 for quite a while. Uh, There was obviously always the question about his long speed and his ability to break away. But other than that, James Robinson is the complete back and uh, he's a consummate pro. And yeah, it absolutely looked like this was a type of guy that Jacksonville was going to, the fans were going to attach themselves to, and they did. And he's been a fan favorite for the last two and a half years. And now Jaguars fans are pretty disappointed. He's no longer that featured type of player, that guy that they can really be proud of. He's now a Jet. So, yeah, I would say a lot of Jaguars fans are pretty disappointed. Even with the way things were going with Travis Etienne, there's still a lot of fans that are pretty disappointed about it. Jordan, 2021 was a very weird year all the way around for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know what happened with Urban Meyer. The story apparently with James Robinson is that he fell out of favor early. Urban Meyer was favoring his guy, Carlos Hyde, who he had coached at Ohio State. Robinson had a couple of fumbles. There was even a story at one point that Trevor Lawrence had to go over to Urban Meyer and urge him to put James Robinson back into a game. And his production dipped last year. It wasn't quite what it was his rookie season, 767 yards instead of 1,070. But he still did have 4.7 yards per carry. So the consistency from carry to carry stayed the same. He just didn't have the production because he wasn't called upon as much, had fewer carries. Tell me a little bit about what happened with him in 2021. Of course, we do know his season ended against the Jets, so that's kind of ironic that his career seemed to be on hold after playing the Jets, and now his career may have a new lease on life with the Jets. But talk to me a little bit about what happened in 2021 with James Robinson, because as we said, very strange year all the way around for the Jaguars, but certainly a strange one for James Robinson as well. Yeah, overall, I mean, he started the season very well, was 
you know, as you mentioned, 4.7 yards per carry. He was, he was carrying the ball. Well, he was doing, doing a good job behind a suspect offensive line. Um, he was doing a good job despite being on a horrific offense and a horrific team. He did start having some Achilles soreness prior to actually tearing the Achilles. So that slowed him down a bit too down the stretch. Um, and then obviously tearing the Achilles, uh, was, was the end of his season in 2021. But yeah, you hit on it. It was Urban Meyer. It was the Jaguars being a horrific team. Um, and it was the Achilles, uh, so that that's pretty much the story of the 2021 James Robinson season. He was still playing well when healthy, really well. And he was playing well, as you said, this year coming back from the injury. Was the mindset with Doug Peterson coming in here, we know that he likes to throw the ball and everything, but that there would be a two-headed monster, that you would have Etienne coming back off the injury, Robinson coming back off the injury, and the two of them would be sort of a thunder and lightning, a really formidable backfield, a one-two punch? Yeah, that was the idea now. You have to know with with Doug Peterson, he is a pass first head coach. He's Mm -hmm. a pass first play caller. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that, is it going to be a 60-40 split? Is it going to be a 55-45 split? Well, in Jacksonville so far, it's been more like 66-33. It's been two-thirds passing, one-third running. And so, yeah, it's been difficult for that two-headed monster of a backfield to get going because they simply haven't had the touches in the running game. Um, and, and James Robinson didn't even get a carry last week. He did get one, but it called back, got called back due to a penalty. That was his only touch of the game. So yeah, I I just think there's not enough touches to go around in Jacksonville's offense to really have a two headed monster because they're throwing the ball so much. But as you said, when called upon, James Robinson has done very well this year, still averaging 4.2 yards per carry. In fact, against the Chargers mere weeks ago, James Robinson had 100 yards rushing, so he's still producing there. Do you think it's just a matter of the writing was on the wall as far as his future there? They weren't going to bring him back. He is a restricted free agent at the end of the year, which I think is part of why the Jets wanted him, because with Brees Hall going down with that injury, they figured they have the potential to bring Robinson back as an insurance policy in case Hall isn't ready by the start of the season, and odds are he won't be, probably won't be ready until October, November. Is that what this was, that they just decided, as you said, Doug Peterson, really a pass-first guy, they don't really need two running backs, and so they were going to go with ETN, who gave Peterson more of what he likes, and Robinson was probably not going to come back, so get something for him now? Yeah, uh, I do believe that's the case. I think what they've seen from Travis ETN over the last month or so has just really illuminated um, what his value is for this team. He's averaging eight yards per carry over the last three weeks. So he's been really incredible. And I think, yeah, uh, it's not just that they don't, they don't need two running backs. I think that they didn't feel that they were going to bring James Robinson back on their restricted free agent deal. They didn't think they were going to offer him a tender. So they said, and let him, instead of just letting him walk, we're going to extract some value from this situation. We're going to get a draft pick for a player who we don't have in our future plans. Now, is it right for the Jaguars not to have him in their future plans? That's debatable because on the one hand, this is a really good player who um, certainly adds value to your team. But on the other hand, do you want to pay him? He's not going to cost a ton in 2023, certainly on a restricted free agent deal but he will cost more than he's costing on an undrafted free agent deal. And um, 
and we're not even featuring him. You know, they're they're featuring Jamichael Hasty more than James Robinson. And the reason they're doing that is again because of this Doug Peterson offense. They, they want quickness, they want speed, they want to get guys in motion. And Jamichael Hasty's been perfect for that role for them so far. And they also drafted Snoop Connor in the fifth round out of Ole Miss, who is the exact same size, uh, you know, 5'10, 220. He's like a little James Robinson um clone in terms of his size. Um and, and the role that they're going to try to use him in, which is just a, it's a minor role in the Jaguars' offense, to be quite frank. I would not have made the trade. I would have tried to keep James Robinson through 2023 because you never know what can happen via injuries and keeping mm-hmm. him around, again, as a restricted free agent in 2023 would be relatively cheap. It would be more expensive than what he costs right now, but it wouldn't be anything that's going to break the bank or break the salary cap. Um, but I do get it from the perspective of we were not going to use him all that often. We were not going to pay him next year and we're extracting value from this situation. They feel like they're making their bet that even if ETN does get hurt, we're all right with hasty and Connor. The jets are making a bet that it was worth a fifth round pick to bring in James Robinson, not only for the rest of this year, but also as an insurance policy going forward. I want to ask you about that injury that James Robinson had, though. As we said, it was at the very end of last season, ironically, against the New York Jets. Did he look any different this year? Because in the film that I looked at, he looked pretty similar to the player that he was before the injury, like he had picked up right where he left off. Is that more or less what you saw on a week-in, week-out basis? I mean, if anything, he looked more athletic. For the most part, I will say this. Doug Peterson mentioned that he's dealing with some knee soreness. That's not nothing that ever popped up on the injury report. But uh, maybe there's something going on right there um, that Doug Peterson alluded to. Maybe he's just, you know, trying to kind of skirt this under the rug until the trade went through or whatever. I don't know what the situation was, but it never popped up on an injury report. So my understanding is that he is healthy and that he is fine. And when he's been healthy, whether that was 2021 or 2020 or getting into this year after the Achilles, he's looked really really damn good when he's been on the field. Jordan, before we started recording, you told me that James Robinson is very much a yes, sir, no, ma'am kind of guy. He doesn't talk much. He's not anybody that's going to give the media anything, which I think is probably part of what the Jets liked here because that's really the culture they're trying to build. You see guys like Sauce Gardner who speak up, but they're looking for positive energy. They want guys that aren't going to cause issues. We know what's happening right now with Elijah Moore. I think the front office and the coaching staff would love to avoid having anybody else that would fall into that category. So it sounds to me, based on what you and I were talking about and what I've been reading, that James Robinson is a perfect culture fit on top of everything else. How do you think he'll do here in New York with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and all those guys? I think he's a perfect culture fit anywhere. Like I said, guy does not, he doesn't talk a lot. He's a quiet guy. That's just his nature. Uh, But yeah, he's going to bust his ass. I think if you need any further evidence beyond him being an undrafted free agent that earned a starting job and for in year one, you know, getting back from the Achilles as quick as he did and looking just as athletic as he has so far this year. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a consummate pro. He's going to come in. He's going to work hard. I think he's going to be thankful for a new opportunity. I think that he will embrace being a New York jet and that, yeah, no nonsense. There's nothing. It would be shocking if you got anything other than a perfect professional and a perfect teammate. Jordan, you said you wouldn't have traded him and you're going to miss seeing him on the Jaguars. 
Is that the sentiment that you seem to be seeing from most Jaguars fans at this point? From what I was looking at, it appeared that a lot of Jaguars fans were not happy that he was dealt. Has that been your experience as somebody who is immersed in that world? Certainly. I think most Jaguars fans are fairly upset. I, I think that the, yeah, the general fan base is upset. Most of the media is upset about the way the situation was handled, about losing James Robinson. I, I think I understand the move from a, from a purely, we weren't going to bring him back. We're going to extract value out of it. I get that. If you're planning on not bringing a player back, you absolutely should get value from them. Now, is it the right idea to not bring him back? That is, that's the question I have, and, and we'll find out over the course of the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, Jaguars fans are disappointed to see James Robinson leave. Jordan DeLugo, writer for Generation Jag, host of the Believe in Jaguars podcast. Thanks so much for coming back on the show and talking about James Robinson with me. Really appreciate it. I think this really helps get a picture of who James Robinson was as a player in Jacksonville, but really as a person as well. For those that want to check out everything you're doing as far as your writing, your podcasting, how can they follow you on social media and check out your work? Yeah, just hit me up at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. You can check out genjag.com. Also, check out the GenJag YouTube channel. We're doing a lot of content up on there lately. So, yeah, GenJag.com, GenJag YouTube, and at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Thanks, Jordan, for telling us all about James Robinson's time in Jacksonville. Now it's time to look at the All-22 with our friend who is the Thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother? How are you, man? No, I'm doing pretty well, much better than I was you know, halfway through my Monday morning watching Brees and AVT go down. Mm-hmm. The Robinson trade was a nice pick-me-up. I think it picked the locker room and the fans up pretty quickly. So excited to talk about his film. Luke, we're going to talk to you again tomorrow to do the usual All-22 review. But first, I wanted to include you on this James Robinson episode because we heard Jordan DeLugo from Generation Jag and Believe in Jaguars talk all about the Jacksonville Jaguars experience with James Robinson. Now I want to get into the nitty-gritty on the film. Let's start with the positives that you saw on tape. What were the best aspects of his game? Do you think he's going to be a good fit in this system? What did you like? Yeah, it's kind of ironic, Scott, when I watch the James Robinson tape and really what he's been doing since his rookie season where he obviously took off in Jacksonville. The things you like about him, which makes sense after the trade, are things that I liked about Brees Hall and things that Brees Hall had really been getting better at as the last couple of uh, weeks have rolled by. By that, I'm talking about predominantly his vision and his decisiveness. Look, James Robinson doesn't have the explosiveness of a Brees Hall, and that's okay. There aren't many people, as we saw on the weekend in that rush against Denver before the injury, that can rip off a 60-yard run from the running back position and have that 4-3-9 speed. Brees had it. James isn't going to have that, but I still love, especially for this system, his fit in an outside wide zone offense, the ability to pick his lane, to get north-south very quickly, to be decisive, to make that quick instinctive decision and then put his foot down and get through the hole. Yes, there aren't going to be as many chunk plays, but he's always going to maximize the first 10 yards from the line of scrimmage because his decision-making is very good and he also uh, doesn't have that Le'Veon Bell style where he's too patient but still has enough where he's not going to rush to the hole, but he's going to make sure that he's instinctive and direct enough. So I really liked that combination. I think that's going to fit him uh, make him fit very well into this offense. 
And then you love the physicality. You love the ability to rumble. He's between the tackles ability. Um, you talk about uh, Michael Carter and Brees Hall of the thunder and lightning that they had. Well, he's going to be that thunder to Michael Carter's lightning. And I like that aspect. And then on top of that, Scott, I think what he does in the red zone and in short yardage situations is going to be really important for the Jets. If there's a situation we haven't been very good this season, it's kind of fourth and one, third and one, where it's an obvious we're going to run the ball and try and get that yard. He just has that level of physicality that can allow him to get it. Um, in his career so far, he's six out of six rushing for a touchdown from the one-yard line, extremely efficient in the red zone. Um, he does a great job on fourth down, had one against the Chargers last year, fourth and one from midfield, ended up ripping it for a 50-yard touchdown. He's very good in those situations. That's going to complement what Michael Carter does well. It's going to allow him to play more on third down because we don't want Ty Johnson, even though, look, respect to him, he played pretty well on the weekend. We don't want him playing third downs. We saw that last year against the Saints and the Dolphins. But all in all, I loved the James Robinson move. I thought it was good value for a sixth or fifth round conditional pick. Um, I like the aggressiveness. I like the decisiveness. I like the vision. And I like the, phys- the physicality in those short yardage situations. Pretty good pass blocker too, right? Very impressive as a pass blocker, Scott. The numbers back it up. Over the last two seasons, he's had 54 uh, snaps. This is from Michael Narnia on Twitter. 54 pass blocking snaps. He didn't allow a sack or a hit over the last two seasons. So that was 2021 and the first seven weeks of 2022. Obviously, he didn't play last week. Um, but you have to love that. There's a, a number of examples where he's uh, stout at the point of attack. His vision, like in the running game, is very good with going from one to two in his pass protection reads and where his responsibility are for the blitzing linebackers or seven level, second-level defenders. Um, and then he just has the ability and willingness to. I talk about this all the time, but for a tight end, for a running back, Blocking is so much more about the will and the want to than it is technique. Yes, of course, technique is still important. But if you're willing to put your body on the line and to be physical and you want to do it and you want to stay on the field on third downs or obvious passing situations, not just as a pass catcher, because that's not really his game, but as a run blocker, that's a huge attribute to have. So I think the tape really matched up what the statistics said. Zero hits or QB sacks over the last season and a half. You have to love that from James Robinson. Michael Carter, also very good for his size in pass protection. As a duo, they're going to help keep Zach Wilson clean, um, and they're going to need some help because the line hasn't been great in the passing game. But yeah, James Robinson in pass pro is going to be a nice addition, and I think it just continues to solidify that position in pass blocking. Luke, you said that receiving is not really one of James Robinson's strong suits. Why do you say that? It's just that he's not particularly an explosive route runner. I've talked about this a few times on the show, Scott, that I kind of categorized running backs into three categories. You've got the Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bells, who could legitimately play slot receiver in the NFL. You have your guys who run running back routes at a high level, your angle routes, your Texas routes, your table routes, those kind of guys like a Michael Carter, who is extremely efficient and proficient at running those type of routes. And then you've got your guys more like a Dalvin Cook or a Derrick Henry, who can catch the ball on a swing pass or a screen and do enough after it because they're explosive athletes. I think that's where he falls into the category, that that third and final one. That doesn't take anything away from his game. It doesn't mean he's not effective on those plays. You're just not going to line him up in a you know 21 personnel pony set and ask him to go and run a complicated route. You might get him to run a wheel or a swing pass. And if Zach Wilson can throw the ball accurately to the sideline, it's still going to be effective. So I don't think he's bad. He doesn't have poor hands. He scored, I think, four receiving touchdowns in his first two and a half seasons in the NFL. So there is a certain level of skill set there. It's just don't expect 
you know, the proficiency that you get out of Brees Hall or even further so a Le'Veon Bell because he's not that guy as far as route running is concerned. Are there any other weaknesses that you saw in his game? I, I wouldn't say weaknesses. His ball control is pretty good. Doesn't put the ball on the ground a lot, which is obviously so important. When the Jets want to play this style of football, this complementary, almost ground-and-pound football, ball protection and avoiding uh, turnovers is going to be paramount. You just can't do it. So that's going to be important. He does not turn the ball over. That's really good for the Jets. Um, I mentioned the speed. That's probably the only thing I look at and go, I wish he just had that extra gear. You always feel like the secondary defenders are going to be able to chase him down. But that's okay. The Jets aren't looking for 60-yard explosive plays. That's why Brees Hall was a top 35 pick. Right here, they're looking for 4.5 yards of carry, be good on first down, get us ahead of the sticks, and allow Zach Wilson to be in more manageable situations, allow Michael Carter to utilize his skill set more, and that's what he's going to bring to the table here with the New York Jets for the rest of the 2022 and possibly the 2023 season. I know you talked about it on Twitter, Scott. It's pretty important for the Jets that they have the ability to bring Robinson back as a restricted free agent next year because Brees Hall is going to be coming off the ACL, could take a little bit longer. So you want to have that security coming into next year too. How much do you think this acquisition helps Zach Wilson? And also the other question that I think is pretty important about James Robinson is how does he compare to the other running backs that were potentially available for the Jets? Not Christian McCaffrey, put him aside. Talking about guys like Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt, other running backs who were potential RB1 types that could have been had at the trade deadline. Do you think that Robinson stacks up well against those guys? Yeah, I do. I'll start with how he helps Zach Wilson. I think it's all about running the ball on first down. The Jets haven't done that particularly well um, for the first part of the 2022 season. They've actually been uh, quite poor rushing the ball uh, on first down and even second down and long. So they have to be better in those situations. I think James Robinson immediately helps you there. Then when you compare him to the other guys available at the trade deadline, well, not even the deadline, but coming at this this kind of period we're in now, you have Kareem Hunt, who I think is the best running back of those three you mentioned um, out of uh, Hunt, Akers, and also Robinson. But the drawback is that he's not going to be there for 2023 because he's an un- unrestricted free agent. He's also going to probably cost you a fourth round pick, maybe a late third, just because, yes, it's a running back, but he's still more dynamic and has more explosion than a Robinson does. But when you compare him to Cam Akers, I much prefer getting Robinson. I just think he's overall been healthier. His ability to slam the ball into the end zone has been more impressive. He's better in short yardage situations. I think he's a better pass blocker. And yes, Akers has looked a little bit better. um, But there's a lot of people on Rams Twitter that still don't think he's the best running back in that backfield there. So I don't think the Jets needed that. I think, honestly, when you look at Robinson compared to Travis Etienne, look, Etienne's a superior athlete, and I'm not even trying to compare them. But when you look at some of the decisions he makes compared to James Robinson, I'm glad the Jets got Robinson. I think he's a very safe pick. He brings security in all three phases for a running back. And I just think he was the most sense when it comes to the length of contract and then also what he can do on the field to complement Michael Carter and Zach Wilson. Luke, you said that James Robinson is a good system fit. And I'm curious how quickly you think that he can become an impact player in this offense. Because obviously the Jets have the Patriots coming up this weekend. 
and you've got the daily fantasy player projections over at prizepicks.com where you might want to select James Robinson as one of your players. Remember, the way you play over at prizepicks.com is you pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their prize picks projection, depending on whether you pick them to do better or worse, you could win up to 10 times the amount of money that you put in. You don't play against anybody else. You only play against the prize picks player projection. You can do NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, hockey, anything you want, it's there at prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PLAJ when you make your first deposit, and they will match it up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com and use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Luke, what do you think? How fast can James Robinson get up to speed and become a factor in this Jets offense? I mean, first of all, Scott, I would say that he's going to play this weekend and he's going to play a fair bit. I Look, I expect Michael Carter to have an uptick in his snaps. I think there'll be a sprinkling of Ty Johnson. But I would be very surprised if James Robinson doesn't see somewhere in the vicinity of 30 to 40% of the Jets snaps. Maybe around that 35% mark might be the sweet spot. The running back position is quite obviously the easiest position to transfer from system to system. Even though, yes, there's a, a style of running and you want to see how he fits in the wide zone and all that kind of stuff, you're still reading your blockers, what's in front of you, and a lot of it is based on instincts and vision. So therefore, it can relate very, very quickly from offense to offense. There might be some issues picking up the verbiage. That's often the biggest thing you hear from offensive players about the difference in uh, wording about schemes and what certain runs and blocking systems and concepts are called from system to system. But he's been with a smart guy, Doug Peterson. He's played with two offensive uh, coordinators over the last two seasons. He's used to this change. I expect him to get some snaps and be ready quickly. Yes, he may improve as we get going, but he's going to hit the ground running, pardon the pun, and I think he's going to be just fine uh, against the Patriots come Sunday and uh, the Jets look to go 6-2. and two. Luke, any other observations you think are worth mentioning after watching James Robinson's All-22 that we haven't talked about yet? You know what, Scott? It's actually not about the All-22. It's more about the press conference and some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter. It's so weird to hear the New York Jets mentioned on the positive side of the trade when someone's <laughs> going, you know what, I can't wait to see James Robinson thrive on a winning football team. I just didn't think we'd come to the, to the time where the Jets would be that destination that people are getting traded to and they're saying, well, good for him. I wish my team didn't trade him, but he's better off going to a winning organization. It's a bit of a shock. Look, the Jets have had some luck early in this season. I understand that Zach Wilson's been you know, subpar the last couple of weeks. But I love that this organization is in win-now mode. I love that Joe Douglas was this aggressive to make that move. I think it says everything you need to know about the confidence he has in the guys in his locker room, his draft picks, and his ability to turn the ship around. I just love that. It gave me a real jolt. I think it's going to do the exact same for the Jets' locker room. So maybe not exactly about James Robinson, but what this trade signifies for the New York Jets. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the All-22 of James Robinson's Jacksonville Jaguars film with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out all of our videos, and I'm sure we're going to have one up of James Robinson at some point, where can they go to watch our videos? And what are they going to find when they go to our store over at tpublic.com? That's tee yeah, the tea public stuff is awesome. Um, we've got a lot of merch that my, my partner Alex helped us with. Um, hopefully, Zach Wilson starts to emerge these next couple of weeks uh, before the buy. We've got Zach the Ripper range. We've got a Zach Wilson says go long that you'll often see used as a logo on the YouTube channel with Zach Wilson signaling to Corey Davis to go deep. So a couple of cool designs 
around Zach that you can turn into merchandise, be it hats, sweats, T-shirts, phone cases, anything you like. So versatile, make sure you check us out at Public. There's defensive stuff as well. Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you, range. Play Like a Jet logo merch, check it out. Go over there right now um, as soon as you finish listening to the pod and check us out on Public. And then over on the YouTube channel, um, it's just going to be a lot of breakdowns, a lot of digestible content in kind of that seven to 10 minute range. Um, there's going to be videos up this week on Source Gardner and DJ Reed because they were outstanding. There's going to be one up on James Robinson breaking down the strengths of his fit in the Jets offense. We'll look probably at Quinn and Williams and then overall at Zach Wilson. It's going to be a busy week coming into a huge game against the Patriots. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.